0: And with your spirit, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to me. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire, and how I wish it were already blazing. There is a baptism with which I must be baptized, and how great is my anguish until it is accomplished. and the daughter in law against the mother-in-law. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A daughter-in-law against the mother-in-law. Well, that just kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? Seriously, though. <laughs> Sunday are pretty tough, aren't they? I definitely had to chew on it a little bit before I knew what to say. Let us rid ourselves of every burden and sin that comes to us and persevere and running the race that lies before us. Okay, that's unobjectionable. But what about this exhortation? In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood. So stop flying, I guess. And Jesus said to his disciples, I have come to set the earth on fire. And how I wish they were already blazing. What is going on here? Can we just explain it away by saying, well, Jesus, he wants, to, he wants to set an illuminating fire in our heart to, to light a flame, right? And that's it. Well, no, because what does he say right after? Do you think that I have come to establish peace on the earth? No. Vision. From now on, household of five will be divided three against two and two against three. This seems pretty out of character for Jesus, doesn't it? Kind of like the, the good shepherd turned mad or something like that. But that's not what's going on here. You see, Jesus understood who he was the Son of God, that he is the way the truth, and the life. So what happens when the truth speaks with authority in a world of sin and brokenness? It will necessarily divide. Jesus didn't say these things for the sake of division alone, but to set apart a remnant in His Holy Church. He wanted to establish unity, not just for the sake of unity, but for the sake of His Church, for the sake of establishing His kingdom on earth separated from the sinfulness and corruption of the world, the world which only brings death. By marking up the church in unity, by setting up the lines as it were, drawing the boundaries, Jesus necessarily divides the world, he divides all the other religions for the salvation of those who are chosen in the church, for those who are chosen. Look what happened to Jeremiah when he told the people of Israel that it was God's will that the only ones who would survived the coming disaster of the Babylonian uh, uh, campaign, right, were the ones who would willingly go to become captives to the land of the Chaldeans, right? This is what happened immediately before our readings, right? And of course, he was right, because we have the benefit of knowing how the story ended. We know that the captives of Babylon come back to rebuild the holy city. But Jeremiah was rejected and was thrown into one to a tree for daring to speak the word of the Lord to a people who didn't want to hear it. So God himself came to earth to establish not peace but division for the sake of his church. And there's probably a burning question in your heart that you might be thinking, maybe the subliminal messaging outside. Uh, is there any the church. Cyprian of Carthage famously put it, uh, very bluntly, ex ecclesia nulla salus, which means outside of the church, none are saved. And the church holds fast to that claim today. Now, before you think that I'm considering that your beloved auntie, who happens to be a professed Lutheran, is going straight to hell after she dies, just he, just give me a moment, okay? I don't ascribe to this what we call phoenix, right? By very you know seemingly pious priests back in the day. Uh, and he posited that, which this is a position that's condemned by the church, by the way. He posited that unless you're a formal member of the Catholic Church through sacramental baptism, then there's no way you can be saved, right? The church doesn't believe. I would say, outside of the church, none are saved, because Jesus is the divine head of the church. The head of the church, which is the only heart of salvation. And Jesus is the only word heaven. Period. Full stop. No post Nothing. That's it. However, if by no visible fault of their own, meaning the sinner or the one who is not professed Catholic, is ignorant of the true religion, and isn't a member of the Catholic Church by baptism or explicit desire, but still seeks God with a sincere heart, then who would dare set the limits of ignorance in a matter that is visible to God alone, as St. Christ, the put it. This is why we must take care in how we divide, whether it's because Jesus caused division for the sake of establishing his church on earth, but he also died with sinners, and he also forgave the repentant thief on the cross. Let's not forget what I have to Many of my more traditional friends in the church delight in such things as honing the lives online, or maybe they like making funny Catholic memes that make fun of a certain type of people in the church, but is that division for the sake of unity was that division for the sake of being divisive, 11 percent. And it's shocking to me just how many of us have an eerily natural tendency towards division, even right here in our parish community. And I'll actually read Father P.J.'s bulletin article, and maybe you get your a little bit from the, from the exhortation right before Mass. Right, But in reading that, and, and maybe doing the examination of conscience on that, remember that the devil, he has many names. The accuser, the father of lies, the murderer from the beginning. All of these are super scary names, right? Um, But the scariest, in my opinion, is the avalanche, the scatterer. Sounds like a really creepy villain. The one who divides That's his spookiest name. Because he wants to take the unity which already exists in Christ's church, and he wants to strike it and scatter the plot away. And guess what? He does it with the help of our human weakness. And so that's something to watch out for. Conversely, there are many who don't want uh, to cause any division whatsoever because they think he's uncomfortable, or they would rather just be nice and validate anyone's opinion for the sake of peace. But much like how i talked about the difference between a sinner trying to work indifferentism last week. That's not an option. If you tend towards this side of things, then a good examination for yourself is to ask, have I ever made an enemy out of someone else for the sake of Christ? Have I ever made an enemy for the sake of Christ? Now I'm not saying that you go out and make a bunch for the sake of the truth, but I'm not sure you're doing it right. There are many opinions in this world, but only one truth. There are many religions, but only one God. Many leaders, but one Savior. We walk a narrow road brothers and sisters, but remember that we're given one instruction, follow me, so we can't play all sides. Examine your conscience today this morning. And bring your gifts to the altar, but only after you have answered this one question. Whose side are you on?